He was in the world, and the world was made through Him, yet the world did not know Him. He came to His own, and His own people did not receive Him, but to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. From the Gospel according to St. John, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. In the beginning was the Word, John writes. Scholars have had lots of opinions about this through the years. Did John actually write this, or was it someone writing some sort of prologue, some kind of introduction? I'm actually fairly convinced in my mind that John did write it. It fits with the Greek of the rest of the text. It's very good, uh, and, and, uh, and, it, and it's wonderful because of this insistence that what is born in the flesh and what we remember being born in the flesh this day is not just a child, is not just a boy, but the Word, the very Word of God. This is not a way that we're typically accustomed to speaking of Jesus Christ, but Jesus Christ is the Word. What does that mean? This word in Greek is the word logos, and many of you uh, have studied Greek, and so I don't need to tell you so much about what that is, but the logos is everything that can be known. Everything that is true, everything that is holy, everything that is good. And John is here saying that it is that Logos, that Word, which proceeds from the mouth of God that became flesh and dwelt among us. It is that Word through whom all things were made. We know this from the very beginning chapters of Holy Scripture that it is through the speaking of His Word that God creates. It is through begetting eternally a Word that God maintains all that is in all of creation. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You'll remember in the creation stories of Genesis Darkness covered the face of the earth. And God says, let there be light. And there was light. Here, John is simply saying that that light comes from the very life of Jesus shining in the darkness. We don't often think about how it can be that we receive true life from the incarnate Son of God. But this is a very important thing if we're to think about Christmas at all. That any life we have apart from the Son of God is not actually true life. It's not abundant life. It is only through Jesus that real life can come. And this is why John speaks continually and why Jesus in the Gospel of John speaks continually about the need that you and I have to be reborn. Listen to what John says. He says, He came to His own, and His own people did not receive Him. But to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God who are born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. This is the reason 
if I can put it so simply, that Jesus Christ took on our flesh, took on our nature, not simply for the sake of being born, but so that we might be born. I think this last phrase, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God, bears some explanation. You and I were all born of blood. We speak of blood relations. We speak of being born of our mother. Born of our mother and our father together. We often speak of being born of the will of the flesh. We're trying to decide whether or not we're going to have children. We're deciding whether or not we're going to have another child. Of course, as you can tell, that hasn't worked out very well for me. Nor the will of man, but to be born of God, to be brought forth from God. How on earth does this happen? It comes first because the Word is made flesh and dwells among us. It comes second because we are reborn of water and the Spirit, as Jesus will say to Nicodemus just two chapters later. And it comes also because the Holy Spirit has been sent into our hearts to testify that we are in fact children of God. One of the things that should come into sharp focus at Christmas is that the Son of God takes on flesh. He becomes actually, and this is the most shocking thing about Christmas, He becomes one of our children. Not just a child, but our child. And in bringing forth a Son to redeem many, God makes possible that you and I become His children by adoption. There's a wonderful story that a friend of mine, Bishop Ackerman, tells, and I think it's a good story to tell at Christmas. He had a couple in the parish that, uh, in an early parish in Pennsylvania, that were struggling with their adopted child. This child was uh, rebellious to the core. He was adopted at age uh, 11 and was just a wreck from the time they got him. And he was in and out of juvenile hall, and on this particular day, he was in juvenile hall, and the parents said, we just can't bear to go see him. It'll break our hearts. Would you just go and check in on him? And so Bishop Ackerman went faithfully to juvenile hall, checked in, went through all the procedures, and sat down with his kid, and the kid was seething in anger. Why aren't they coming to visit me? They must hate me so much. They must not love me. They couldn't possibly love me. And he just raged and ranted and said, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. I hate this place. I hate being alive. And Bishop Ackerman just felt the Spirit of God welling up in him. He said, sit down, kid. And the kid just sank down into his chair. And he very gently said to this kid, do you know how many nights your parents spent praying that you would be given to them? Do you know how many hours they spent working through the process of adoption? Do you know how much they dreamed and hoped and waited for you to come into their lives? You are loved. You have a family. You're desired. And the kid broke down sobbing. 
There's something rather terrible, something rather terrifying about being alone in the world without a father, not knowing where we belong, not knowing where we fit. And it's in the Incarnation that God the Father shows us who we really, really are. Takes away our anger. Takes away our rage. Takes away our lostness. Shows us that we really, really are at the end of the day beloved. And so, beloved, let us worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness this day. Let us enjoy Him. Let us feast. Let us know who we are in the incarnate Son of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.